0: Welcome to the TEFL Training Institute podcast, the bite sized TEFL podcast for teachers, trainers, and managers. Hello, Ross.
1: Hi, Tracy. You've been teaching English in China for more than 10 years, right? Yes. But I think there's one huge part of the English teaching industry in China that you know almost nothing about.
0: (laughs) What is this?
1: It's test prep.
0: Oh, I've never done that before.
1: But that industry is worth four billion US dollars a year.
2: Four billion? Yeah. Wow, that's a lot.
1: So I'm going to play for you today three interviews that are all about test prep for IELTS. So I have Flora Wang, who currently works as a teacher training manager. I have Sydney Leo, who's a regional manager, also for a test prep school in Beijing. And I have our interview with Dave Weller, who uh, worked as an IELTS examiner for four years. Wow. Laura. Hi, Ross. <laughs> You've worked in test prep for in China for how long? Li-
2: uh, It's already nearly 10 years. Okay,
1: so quite a long time. And it's specifically mm-hmm. IELTS yes. test prep. C- can you tell me a little bit about like in test prep, how do teachers and schools find out what the, the questions are?
2: In China is so popular, you know, maybe we could send a teacher go to take the test. And the, the, after the testing, the teacher will record what kind of question, what kind of article, even what kind of audio he listened or read. Uh, so
1: the idea is like, I'm a teacher, I go in, I take the test, I come out and I tell you the answers. But also there's maybe like 20 other no, teachers. No, no. So, I, no, I
2: think maybe we, we are not talking about the answers. We talk about the questions. Oh, sorry, the
1: questions, right? right, Yes, right.
2: we talk about the questions especially, for example, if I went to the ELS test. First of all, I could recall what kind of question I asked about the examiner in speaking test and I could recall what kind of topic I got for the writing part. And for the reading and the listening, we will try to record what kind of question type there are and we try to record what kind of article or what topic of the article we read and we could find the article or we can find something related to the test. So
1: does... Is anyone in any of these schools ever concerned that this is unfair or it's cheating or it's it's unethical?
2: Oh, I think it really depends. Yeah. Really. (laughs) Because, okay... For the cheating part, I guess maybe it's talk about the aim, the objective of the test. If we see the test as some kind of, you know, criteria about the language, about the ability. So maybe it's some kind of cheating because you're not only focused on the ability. But for the teaching study or the test study, you need to learn. Just like in Chinese saying, we have something like this. You need to know your army first then you can know how to conquer them. So that's maybe why we started like this, because we need to know the else test very well. Then we could know what strategy we could have for this kind of test. So I think it really depends which aspect you see this kind of question.
1: And then can you tell us a bit more then about what then happens in the classroom? So obviously the teachers have all this like data Mm -hmm. about the types of questions that get asked in the exam. How do teachers then pass that on to the students to prepare them to do well in the test.
2: I think since we got the data, we couldn't know which question type is the, the most difficult one that kind of thing so so we can separate them for example if i got a student for for her or his aim is only 5.5 so maybe i could choose some question type all of this is what you must do right because it can help you get 5.5 but for the most or more difficult one maybe some of the teachers will suggest that you can just pass that away because Ah. you needn't you know spend your strength or spend your time on this because you cannot make it
1: and did do you want to tell me a little bit about the sort of techniques maybe that the teachers <laughs> use in the classes?
2: Yes, yes, yes. It's totally different from all the general English class. Take myself as an example. Yeah. When I was hand. I really don't know so-called techniques so Mm. I started (laughs) some of the books on the market so we will find out how this experienced teacher famous teacher do Uh. the class and maybe we could use some strategies they mentioned for example what kind of vocabulary is really good can help you to get higher point or maybe what kind of mode what kind of sentence is really good but for can I
1: ask you can you give us an example maybe of a word or a phrase that would be like a a high scoring oh, word or okay. sentence?
2: You know a word, hmm, mood enhancer?
1: No, what's a mood enhancer? It <laughs> sounds like a drug.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But at the time, you can find this kind of phrase in all the books. Oh, no, really? Not all the books, but most of, of the books about else oh. test. It means that, okay, if we talk about the music, music, especially when you depressed. And the music can cheer you up, mm. right? So we will say music is kind of mood enhancer. Means that it can help you be happy, can cheer you up. But so, so
1: that's an example then of if you say, "Oh, it cheers me up," that that would get you a lower score.
2: This kind of phrase means high <laughs>
1: mm, Okay, sort of like a like a high class <laughs> phrase yes. or something. Yes. Yeah. Said, Hi Sydney, Hi, <laughs> I was hoping you could talk a little bit about some of the little IELTS tricks or little hacks that teachers give students to help them get a better
0: score. Yes, uh, <laughs> taking speaking as an example, Yeah. Uh, usually the instructor will talking about how you are going to treat your examiner, like how you should uh, sit while waiting for the door open, right. how you should uh, greet your examiner.
1: Are these things that will get you a better mark, or they're just things that are like it's nice to do them?
0: It's nice to do them, and <laughs> it won't hurt. About um, talking about the dressing code, you'd better dress formal. So that's a, that's a common sense. And talking about the city, because um, previously we we think from the data we got from the student's uh, score re- report. It shows some difference in different cities. Usually people will uh, think um, like if you take a test in Beijing and the examiner will give you a score in the context of the person before you mm-hmm. and uh, possibly after you, so your score might be lowered by other very uh, high-level competitors from the big city.
1: Do, do you want to tell me about like how, how does a typical class, IELTS, yeah, speaking class, what, what might it look like?
0: Uh, I think the majority of the time is devoting to the explanation that uh, the teacher, they must explain the test format and the question type first. Otherwise, there's no need for the students to come to sit in the classroom you cannot see many activities in this kind of classroom. I think uh, one reason is the expectation from the parents and the students they still uh, think uh, typical traditional um, arts or other old uh, test preparation course is uh, presentation and skills sharing, experience sharing by the teachers. I think the students and the parents, they always think they can do the practice after class, by them. they don't have to pay for that, but which is not really helpful. Mm. It's not a very effective way to really craft the test. You
1: mentioned there like the teacher's teaching skills, like what do you think are some of the main skills that a teacher would teach on an IELTS preparation course? I think the
0: major skill is based on the analysis and experience of the test taking. Like if the teachers already took the tests many times, they maybe the teacher can figure out there are some very shortcut or easy way to finish the whole question, and also the teachers they will use some time to follow the other people's recalling of the test questions. So it's like a data analysis thing. Then they can have some summary of the new trends and the new question type, which is different from the official guide. So that's the that's the teaching skills
1: do you want to tell us a little bit about the idea of students remembering like memorizing yeah memorizing a sample answer
0: for the lower level students they have to start from memorizing some um, sample answers in order to get their own answers in, in the near future but for the higher level students they don't have to start with a format or template they can get some pattern which is not a complete answer or complete sentence just like something in my view something like this so it depends
1: on the, the, the levels of the students So Dave, you were uh, an IELTS
3: examiner for a couple of years, right? Or four years? Probably about four years altogether but full time uh, for, one, for one and a half years
1: Great I find there are so many rumors from teachers about what Happens in the IELTS speaking exam. They weren't all about me, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Do, can you tell us, like, well, what are some of the, sort of the key things that examiners are looking for or aren't looking for?
3: Sure, i would happily tell you. But first yeah. of all, I'm really curious about the rumours. What have you heard? Well,
1: for example, that uh, something I hear a lot is that what students, how students dress, makes a big difference to what score they get. <laughs> <laughs> True okay. or
3: false? False. Doesn't matter at all. What about the first impression people make, Dave? Uh, no, well, I can see where you're taking this line of thought. And, you know, within certain reasons, you know, we have a, a wide range of expectations. You know, we're prepared for the nervous student, the student that woke up late and ran all the way there and is sweating profusely. who's <laughs> had a very spicy lunch and is breathing fumes <laughs> of us. You know, we're, we're, we've seen a lot as arts exam- examiners. And I like to think that it doesn't really affect our professionalism. So, so another rumour I've heard then is that what's
1: really important is the student's ideas. If the student gives you a really interesting idea
3: or an original answer in the, the speaking test, you'll give them a much higher grade. I can see why that came about. And that's uh, that's an interesting one, actually. Um, I don't think it's true because, again, no matter how interesting the idea is, if it's, they don't use the level of English that they express that idea in, doesn't meet the standards that we're looking for, then the idea won't score higher by itself.
1: Another common one I hear is if you take the IELTS exam in Beijing, it's a lot harder or you. You'll likely get a lower score than if you do it, for example, in Hefei, or or for example, if you do it in Thailand, it's much easier than if
3: you do it in China. Sure. Now, I've heard this one actually as well. Oh, really? Right. Let's yes. okay, yeah. go. This one had to come across. I'll give you a sample story actually. Mm. With the- what happened to one of my colleagues, uh, I used to do arts examining around the north of China and in, in one particular town, my colleague had a student that didn't get the grades that she needed to do for the speaking exam. Yeah. About three or four weeks later, we travelled to another city, a, a smaller town at one of the universities to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> the co- unbelievably, she walked into his room again to do that to room, because she'd obviously heard that same rumour. <laughs> And apparently, the look on the poor girl's face was (laughs) what a shame. (laughs) She'd gone all that way to avoid him, and she ended up running into him. (laughs) Unfortunately, the result was the same. You know, three weeks wasn't really enough to to improve her grades. Of all the IELTS examining rooms and all of yeah, precisely. (laughs) And your Scarlett (laughs) O'Hara all over again. No, however. I can see where this comes from as well. It's from the idea of norm referenced testing. Right, Right. which is used for some
1: tests, right?
3: Like I think like A levels
1: or something will be graded like that where the top 10% of students will get an A and the bottom 30% will
3: get a D, right? Yes, I'm sure there are some tests that are norm referenced But IELTS isn't. No, very much criterion-referenced.
0: So Dave, what's your advice for the students who are preparing for their IELTS exam? What's the golden advice?
3: I know a lot of students, especially here in China, do go to particular prep schools where they memorize answers. The problem is though, if that happens, it's almost detrimental to your score because for parts one and two, you might get away with a memorised answer. But when it gets to part three, where the examiner has a little bit of leeway in what they're allowed to ask, if you've memorised an answer and you've given it and it's actually quite good, then the examiner will choose a higher level question to ask you. But then you'll be completely flummoxed Mm. and it will become very obvious. That will drag your score down, presumably. Possibly, yes. My advice would be, try to improve, improve your general level of English. Don't memorise answers because then you might get an even harder question based (laughs) on that memorization.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Well, personally, I definitely believe there are some tricks and for example you have to uh, read the syllabus yeah right it's like you are taking the
1: driving test right you know like the maneuvers they expect from you yeah so you have to know what is being tested for sure
0: yeah but i don't think memorize all the answers would help eventually because the reason why you are taking the exam you want probably study abroad so you're always going to face the issue using the language i'm wondering if Test prep schools do exactly the same way how we do in China.
1: You oh. mean in other countries?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know,
1: to be honest. I guess if you're listening and you teach IELTS in another country, then uh, yeah, leave us a comment. Let us know how you teach your students. Thanks for listening, everyone.
0: Thank you. Bye. Bye. For more podcasts, videos, and blogs, visit our website
1: www. 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 TefoTrainingInstitute.com. If you've got a question or a topic you'd like us to discuss, leave us a comment.
0: And if you want to keep up to date with our latest content, add us on WeChat at Tefo Training Institute.
1: If you enjoy our podcast, please rate us on iTunes.